Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast presented by rockauto.com. I'm Ross Levitan, joined by Brandon Piller and Chris Parliament, the entire crew moments after the NHL draft lottery, which ended in suspense. Yes, that's right. Phase two will happen because the number one pick was given to a play-in team. Yeah, maybe a little anticlimactic, but the Senators could have done worse. Third and fifth, I'll ask the boys their thoughts on that and how the entire lottery unfolded. All that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Friday, June 26th. Your Ottawa Senators have the third and fifth pick whenever the 2020 draft in. Chris, Parliament, your initial reaction. You know what? The Senators are picking third and fifth here. That's franchise-altering. You're going to get a player here. We've talked about it, not even yet in our player profiles, but you know that there's top players available for it. But the big thing is here is the New York Rangers could win the Cup and the first overall pick. That hurts. Also, another team with a chance at the Cup could win this thing. It seems wrong. I mean, you look back to the lockout season, but at the same time, the Senators played, what, 73 games this year? They struggled for a while. They made the moves. They got the Eric Carlson pick back. It seems like they should be in the mix, and I don't like that NHL logo being picked up. I'm angry. I want to ask Pillar something more specific, but it's true. we got to get his initial reaction, too, but... Like, leaving that first pick open adds so much intrigue into the qualifying round. So much intrigue. And what a weird year for um, Lafreniere. Uh, because normally, the first overall pick, if you're a lock at number one, you're expecting to go to a rebuilding team in a tough situation. He could end up popping himself right onto a contending team and pushing them over the top, depending on how those qualifying... Uh, matches go right now as for my initial reaction guys I knew it I knew it all day long I tweeted it out third yeah it was the law it was the lock of the century from pillar I said gut feeling and with the quarantine my gut is only getting bigger and wiser and that just shows it third and fifth and Parley you're quite disappointed I think honestly this is not a I wouldn't say it's a win but this is pretty close to a win I would say a tie for the Ottawa Senators getting a pick in the top three which means, depending on how L.A. and Mystery Team pick, pretty sure Mystery Team is going to pick uh, Lafreniere. And then L.A. is either going to pick, let's be honest, Byfield or Stutzla. And then with number three, you get whichever team, uh, whichever player L.A. didn't pick. And I have no problem if it's Stutzla, which I think it will be, or if it's Byfield. There's your number one center in the making. Sure, he's not going to hop into your lineup right away. He's probably going to play, if it's Stutzla, in the AHL or still in Germany. Or if it's Byfield, in the OHL. But the Senators probably aren't going to be a contender next season anyway. So what's the rush? Like, this this is okay. And I think you're going to get your centerman with that number three pick. And then you can either go Drysdale if he's available. Or you can get a high-scoring or high-playmaking winger in Raymond or Holtz. So really for the Senators, this is an incredible situation. And third and fifth. I think it's the first time since 2000 when the Islanders picked Rafi Torres and uh, Di Pietro that a team has had two picks in the top five. So the Senators are looking good, and the road to unparalleled success 
The construction starts now, boys. Imagine taking Rafi Torres in the top five, eh? That, <laughs> what a burn that is. <laughs> Almost like the same team that did that would trade Charon and the draft pick that became Spezza for Lexi Ashen. Yeah, no doubt. But, Ross, before we get to your reaction on this, because I'm definitely intrigued on what yours is here, too, I just feel a little bit burned. I want to know who the number one pick is. I want to know. I feel like the teams that struggle the most need to have some some kind of gain out of it you know what i mean but at the same time i agree you need a centerman out of this and i feel like quentin byfield's entirely available still you mentioned it stutzla ross i want to know your reaction and i'm also a little bit interested in who you're going to take a number three well see this is the beauty of picking three obviously lafreniere the let them make mistakes huh exactly hey la rob blake do whatever you'd like We'll take whichever one you don't between Stutzla and Byfield. I think it's a no-brainer. Either one can play down the middle. People are talking about Stutzla like he's guaranteed to play on the wing. Played center at the World Juniors, looked pretty good there. Can play center, and that's really important. Whichever position he's drafted towards, I think he's going to be just fine at the National Hockey League level. If you want him on the wing, maybe open that creativity a little bit more. Don't have him worrying about the defensive end as much. Then sure, but at the same time, if you want him down the middle, I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. Um, that's, there's a size advantage over a guy like Rossi, and everyone thinks Rossi will be just fine down the middle, although like everyone's talking about yeah, lower body strength, and maybe that's the guy that sends target at five. But three is perfect. As long as we didn't see that sends logo at six and then a not at four. Um, having those two like moments where it could have turned and, and that would have been worse situations – I think that in itself makes it a a great result. Getting a pick in the top three, and as I said, let them make the pick. 100%. You you let them make the mistake, but also I got a little bit throw a joke in there, you know, Pierre Dorian and uh, Daniel Alfredson, the war room. Uh, Rob Blake and Luke Robitaille is a pretty damn good war room as well. But Bob Murray I mean, looked great in his backyard in Newport Beach. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, a little bit of money in that pocket. Okay, but, he's but so we've talked about number three like a quite a bit here and what that's going to entail. And I think there's the top three. It's going to be Lafreniere number one, Byfield two, Stutzla number three. But Number five is a hell of a pick here, boys. I want to know who your number five is because right now there's a lot of guys that are kind of jumping around, but I've got one for sure. Do you guys have one? Lead us off, Parley. Uh, Let me uh, have a a thought once uh, once you give your case. Yeah, no problem there because I've got a guy that's locked in. He's a competitor. He's from Frölunda. The Senators obviously have a lot of success from there. This kid's Swedish. He plays from the wing. Uh, I, I, I love him. Lucas Raymond. Uh, he's been on the ice nine times in seven days in the past when he's a guy that's not even got a shot or a sniff at the NHL draft yet. Uh, I love his competitive side. I love the ability of putting him on the ice and guys wanting to be just as good as around him. There's been a lot of times where coaches have talked about that guys want to be just as good as him. Um, yeah, Swedish forwards, defensemen, anybody, uh, even even goaltenders this year in uh, the big fella that played back there. Unfortunately, he had a he had a tough end of his season. But I think Swedish players in Ottawa, Ross got got to jump in here. But I game. love that we're gonna have all summer to talk about that. And they're just showing the NHL key dates up right now. So training camp opened July 10th. 
start of the playoffs July 30th. And what I really got out of that is it's October 5th is the last possible day for the Stanley Cup final. And then November 1st, they're thinking for free agency. So Sens fans, late October, circle that on the calendar because it looks like that's when the draft will occur, assuming everything goes according to plan. And if you keep doing your job and staying home, maybe we'll be able to congregate as Sens fans at the Bell Center or wherever they decide to hold the draft and welcome not only one, but two top five picks to Ottawa. And I think that's so exciting as an Ottawa Senators fan, getting that top three pick. We mentioned it was literally 2001, the last time the Sens drafted in the top five. Like, let that sink in. That is how rare this is. Of course, other than Brady Kachuk, before this rebuild. I was going to say. Uh, yeah. yeah, so the top three, I meant to say, rather than top five. And then Mika being the, the next highest at six. So being in the top three is huge. Getting that extra pick even bigger. And we're going to have all summer to discuss it, which is going to be even better. Having those mystery teams, right? Like, I wouldn't be, su- I would be surprised, but not shocked if LA either moved down or if they knew their guy and they want the best defenseman, why wouldn't Rob Blake go and get it? This is LA is ranked often as the best prospect pool across the National Hockey League, and it's because of their offensive weapons. Even when you just think down the middle with Alex Turcott and Gabe Velarde, who looks like he's bounced back from what people thought would be a career-ending injury at a young age, if those two guys pan out, they don't really need a center. They have talent coming up on both wings. Um, like Arthur Kaliev, I don't really got, need to go through the, the Kings organization name by name, but they have so much talent up front, they need a defenseman. So if Drysdale's off the board, all of a sudden everything shifts up one for that five spot. You get your fourth prospect and so Why on. Why would Jake Sanderson not get on the radar? Oh right? my God. Way to throw that name in right before well, you finished <laughs> Lucas Raymond. That's a great call. Pilsy, who's your number five guy at the moment? Well, my number five guy was going to be Drysdale. And assuming um, the Kings don't take Drysdale at second, which I don't think they would do. I think, like you said, they would probably trade down um, and acquire some more assets too, to trade down and get Drysdale at four or five or something like that. Um, I want Drysdale because the value of a right-hand shot defenseman, especially uh, the top defenseman taken in a draft class, is is huge. And even if, let's say, it doesn't work out as well as uh, Sens fans would hope, and maybe Drysdale uh, doesn't develop quickly, or he's not a good chemistry match with Shabbat, or, or whatever, there's still so much value in the trade market for having a young, talented right-hand shot defenseman that... You can kind of you can kind of bet that he's going to work for you, or he's going to be a valuable asset to trade. And I think if you can get a one-two punch of Shabbat and Drysdale, and then you got Brandstrom and either JBD or Lassie Thompson, then you got Wallinen, uh, Christian Yarosh. <laughs> yeah, Christian Yarosh. I probably wouldn't throw in uh, that ring of names, but the, your decor is almost set. And the defense core when you're rebuilding is crucial, especially when you don't have a bona fide number one goalie, because you're going to need a decor that can cushion that goalie while he develops. Because unless the Sens go crazy and pick uh, the highly touted goalie prospect in this draft, um, it's going to take time for their guys down the pipe, the decors, the Gustafson, the Hog, Hogberg, the Sogards, the Mandelises to develop. And they're going to need that good decor so they don't get shelled every single night. So I think I'm going Drysdale just because that's if they can get a number one centerman in as a prospect and the right hand shot defenseman in the pipes, 
this whole draft is a, is a success in my mind. And then you're only going to get better with the plethora of draft picks they have remaining in the second and third round. So I would say, although Dorian did say he's going to draft best player available, you need to start looking at positional needs. When, when the cupboard's this full, how can you not? When I asked the question at Send Central on Twitter, uh, what everyone's prospect rankings were, uh, my own answer was Raymond at four and Drysdale at five. So I'll have to stick with Pilsy on that one as well. But we actually have it a bit different in the Send Central draft board, which maybe we'll have to go back and revisit. Um, well, wait, are we going to spoil the draft board? No, no, we're not. We're I was going to no say, chance. that's crazy. No chance. And we're going to get back to that on our next episode on Monday. Because this is all draft lottery, baby. And we got to let you know that today's sponsor is rockauto.com. They are the best when it comes to auto and body parts. They get it from hundreds of manufacturers and they literally have everything. If you have an engine control module problem, no worries. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. They've got you covered. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks. And best part? Yes, yeah, delivered directly to your door. That's amazing. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck make sure when you do that just put locked on in their how did you hear about us box that way they'll know that we sent you amazing selection they've got reliably low prices they've got all the parts your car will ever need that's rockauto.com pillar i want to dive even deeper into this draft lottery with you because i think there's an even bigger silver lining no it wasn't the ottawa senators pick that moved up to three or move back, I should say. It did move back one spot. It was the San Jose Sharks pick. The trade for Eric Carlson netted not only Josh Norris, your AHL Rookie of the Year, not only Rudolph Balsers, who looks like he's going to be a depth player My in the boy, National Rudy. Hockey League. I'll call him a, what we call in baseball, a quadruple-A player. Maybe somewhere between triple-A and an NHL, but can play games and do well. Then you mix in Dylan DeMello, a.k.a. a third-rounder, who had some good service time. Shout-out Dylan DeMello, especially for his content game. And oh. Chris Tierney, who's one of the many restricted free agents. You're going to have to listen to Locked On Senators podcast all summer because the, the summer's not over, Pillar. Like, there's so many free agents that the Sens have to deal with, from Duclair and Tierney as RFAs to borrow and what's going to happen with Ron Hainsey, all that. But I mentioned the San Jose pick. Does that add a little sweetness that the San Jose pick jumped above the Ottawa pick? Absolutely. And uh, we were talking with one of the guys from the Locked On Sharks podcast on the live stream, if you guys were paying attention to that while the draft lottery was going on. And uh, he seemed all right with the fact that um, if he would have known it was going to be a third overall pick as that first round pick in the Carlson trade, he still would have done that deal 10 times out of 10, he said. Yo, Pillar, how about him saying, oh, who was the rookie of the year? That was a little rich, though. Yeah, I think he uh, he really discredited Balsers and Norris as soon as they left. And But let's be honest, at the, at the time of the trade, Norris, I'm pretty sure, was still injured. And they, hadn't seen, and they hadn't seen much from him. But I think there's one thing he's forgetting, and Pierre Dorian said it best, he's Brady Kachuk's best friend. So oh, that geez. chemistry is going to go a long way. <laughs> 
long, long way. Um, but I honestly thought the hockey gods were going to make the Sharks pick number four because let's look at the number four. Why not? Yeah. That's what happened when uh, the Ottawa Senators decided to defer their draft pick and they got Brady Kachuk at number four. And then the deferred draft pick for Colorado was number four. So it would have just fully completed the circle of number four picks for teams that uh, thought they were going all in and ready to contend, but uh, had a little whoops-a-daisy and went the rebuild stage instead of contending. So uh, (laughs) that would have been great, but I love that it's the Sharks pick that goes first because it just puts that little feather in your cap that all those terrible, well, not terrible, but all those deals that Dorian made, (laughs) the Bodker with the Sharks and other teams, all is right in the world because that Sharks pick was a third overall pick. Unbelievable, eh? And you look at that pick and you think, what a day that was in Senators history. Eric Carlson gets moved, that press conference that went nationwide on broadcasts. Uh, Not going to lie to you, it was a tearjerker for everybody, I feel like, in the Senators organization. It was a situation where that was the low point. But if you look at it from the other side, here we are. It's Rudolph's Balsers. It's it's Josh Norris. It's a third overall pick. We don't know yet, but there's a lot to come out of this thing. Josh Norris, are you kidding me with that rookie AHL season? Rudolph Balsers is seemingly one of the players that can get it done from the sidewall, get in open spaces, and be an offensive catalyst. Nice. I love the po- the positivity. Uh, you guys wouldn't know at home listening or in your car, wherever you are, that Parley left for about a minute. And I, w- while you're gone, Parley, I was calling Balsers a bit of a depth player. So I love that you come in hot with Balsers love. That's awesome. I like the different. I would love for him to be a top six winger. And he has shown certain flashes, unreal hand-eye, great body positioning. You mentioned his work on the half wall. I think the abilities I mentioned allow him to do that as well. So it's it's just one of those another wrinkle, right? And the best part is, guys, you think that you have the best part hasn't happened yet after all we've mentioned. The Carlson trade isn't done because since he re-signed, Ottawa gets a second rounder next year in this trade. Like Parley, how unreal is that? It's not even done. It's gonna be it's gonna be three years later, still giving back. I almost spit my beer out there. Um, <laughs> the it was a muted mic. It was a muted mic, so you didn't hear it. But yeah, wow. I mean, if you're going to move a piece like this, you want a lot back for it. And of course, you don't want the other team to prosper. But of course, they haven't prospered. And of course, the Senators got a lot back for it. Brady Kachuk's best friend, Josh Norris, is obviously the focal point of that right now. And a, I'm not going to say it, middle forward. I think top six in Rudolph Balser's Ross. You mentioned that a couple minutes ago there. But, uh, yeah, another second rounder after that. And let's not forget, boys, three and five. We haven't even mentioned. There's another first rounder yet to come. Six more in the next two rounds. It's unreal. And on that note, because the Islanders are one of the teams in a play-in series, all the teams who lose in the play-in series, so what would have been the eighth to 15th, lowest point percentage in the National Hockey League, they'll each get a 12.5% chance. Equal odds, all of them, for that first overall pick. But what we know for sure is the centers have two franchise potentially altering players coming our way. That sounds so... Can you say that one more time? The Senators 
have two potential franchise-altering players coming our way. One thing we should note also about the Islanders pick, if it so happens that the Islanders pick does become that first overall pick, they would keep it and defer to next year. But the good part of that is that then, as far as we're concerned on the Locked On Senators podcast, there would be no protection, just like the Senators lost their protection when they chose to keep Brady Kachuk. Could, and could you imagine if that parlayed into another top three pick and the Islanders, for whatever reason, Varlamov doesn't work there, um, more players go to Toronto, guys get traded, guys get hurt. Like, for the Senators to be in the mix for a top three pick, that would be four years straight? would just be absolutely ridiculous, not to mention if they have another season next year where uh, they don't contend for the playoffs and are rebuilding, their own pick is there. Like, Pierre Dorian, you know, maybe some of his trades for NHL roster caliber players haven't turned out well, but the scout inside of him just loves... Dahlberg. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The scout inside of him just loves scooping up these draft picks and handing them off to Trent Mann because he knows if anyone can pick the proper path to success for this Ottawa Senators team with the struggles they have in free agency, not handing out bonuses and contracts, an arena that's in the middle of nowhere, the list goes on and on. The draft is the key, and they have the key here, and it's it's time, baby. Let's go. You mentioned Troy, man. How about his brother, Trent, man, the director of scouting for the Sens? Just done I say Troy, I thought it said Trent. Oh, well, Troy, man's the one who's developing them in Belleville, too. So yeah. them both a <laughs> shout-out. Man up. I want to ask the boys what it would take for them to give up that Islanders pick to move up in the draft. But first, we got to tell you about Built Bar. We're getting great reviews online. Make sure that when you go to BuiltBar.com, you put in the promo code Locked On, you get your discount. Make sure you post it on Twitter. Why not? Show everyone what kind of Built Bars you're into. The best part about Built Bar is they literally taste like dessert. Like when you're reaching in the fridge at the end of the night, are you going to grab a chocolate bar or... Are you going to grab a built bar, especially after a workout? You get all that protein, all that fiber, but without the sugar and the calories you don't want. Pillar, I know you love your German chocolate cake, but you've been into a different flavor recently. Ross, I'm getting into some of these fruit flavors. Uh, can't say I've had much uh, black cherry or raspberry chocolate flavored stuff before. Those are kind of some fresh, fun flavors, but I'm liking them. It's working well. And my favorite, haven't mentioned yet, the orange chocolate cream. Uh, I love some it's it's kind of like the mint and chocolate combo it seems like a weird combo on paper but in your mouth it's just great yeah Pilsy I know you've been using Built Bar more and more since you've been getting your, your tennis game on Roger Federer's level now that we're in deep in summer in the heart of enemy ter- territory so make sure you go to BuiltBar.com it's the best so head to BuiltBar.com get that soft easy to chew 100% covered in chocolate protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on. Parley, how high would you have to get in the draft? Would it be two or would it be four for you to give up number five and the Islanders pick? Wow, I don't know if I would give up both of those. Um, maybe I would give up a roster spot and the Islanders pick to move up to maybe a, another top 10 pick. It, it's tough to say. I think I've made it clear that I'm pretty high on Quinton Byfield in this podcast. Um, that's who I wanted 
if the number two pick were to have turned up Senators. Uh, it's tough to say, you know what I mean? Um, like you mentioned, Rob Blake, Luke Robitaille in that Los Angeles war room. Who knows if they'll take a defenseman? Who knows what will happen? I'm really high on Quinton Byfield. It's going to take a lot. And I feel like it's going to be that number three pick or that, sorry, that number two pick to to get that to me and i would say a prospect that's that's pretty pretty nhl ready to get me there i'm saying pat ross i mean like really the difference is what would you want you'd want to to move to either pick four or two i don't know if the sense have the sense have so much draft capital if they have a player they know won't be on the board at three so, yeah, four is kind of a joke because you just take that player at three if you really yeah. like him. Yeah, but really. If, if there's, let's say it's Byfield and you know he's going to be gone at two, what would you take to get him? You have the assets. If you want that player, you can get it done. How do you not want that player, Pillar? But I think you're comfortable enough and thinking Tim Stutzler can, can be at least a really competent and be your top center prospect. Because if I'm the Senators, I think at three and five, you know, that's that's great. That's a really good position. There's only one team drafting in between you that can kind of throw your draft board off. If I'm trading up, and I wouldn't, I was going to say, or trading down, but I don't think there's a scenario where the Sens are going to trade down and add more draft picks unless it adds a roster caliber player to their organization. I think you, you save trading up for when you get closer to the second round. And there's guys on your draft board that uh, Trent Mann is super, super excited about, and he has to have him. Then maybe use some of that uh, extra assets you have in the second and third round to jump up a couple picks. But I think with three and five, you just roll with the punches and you take what's given there because there's so much talent there. And really, it leaves you so open to either draft the best player available or fill out positions you need in that roster uh, in the prospect pipeline. Parley, are you like me where you kind of like how there's a one-team gap between the Ottawa picks? You know, let, let the other team, like, you want to have that moment where the team goes to the, the, the stage and says they select, and you're just hoping for one or another name, right? It just adds, I think, a little element than having the back-to-back picks. No, I agree. It's definitely, like, for the fanfare, Ross. But also... The thing is, is like this draft is so deep. We haven't even mentioned the name Cole Perfetti. He had 102 points in what 60 something games this year yeah. for the Saginaw Spirit. Like, there's so many good players that could potentially go. And at this point, it's just like you take your guy at three. Obviously, there's two people in front of you that are gonna take class act talent because that's how the NHL draft goes. But you have three at three after that, this draft, who knows where each person or each player should be taken. And that I feel like is the NHL or sorry, the senator's strength at this draft, because who knows what the other team is going to take it for. I love it. It Yeah. That's so much intrigue whenever the draft does happen. Although we believe it'll be late in October. October. So I went back to 2010 and I looked at all the drafts. This was before. So I wrote down one through six, um, some of the best and some of the worst at each position. So now we know where the sends are. The third pick, there's a lot of good ones. I narrowed it down to three on each side. The best three, 
And Pillar and I bounced these off each other, and we did have to make some hard cuts. We really did. But for the top three, we did Miro Heiskanen, Jonathan Huberdeau, and Leon Dreisaitl. I'd say those are three pretty good players. I'll take them. Um, yeah, I'd say. And then partly on, on the back end, though, you're probably not too happy when you see. I mean, Dylan Strom has developed. It did take him a few extra years, and it must have been tough for him. That's such a good draft class. He saw guys like Matthew Barzell went 10, 15 picks behind him do okay, so much better man. quicker. But yeah. with that new scenery, playing with his best friend, you mentioned about Brady. Well, Strom playing with his good buddy to bring it in Chicago really helped out. Um, but Galchenyuk and Gabranson, two third overall picks who maybe didn't pan out to be what you thought. As for the fifth pick, guys, Elias Pettersson was the fifth pick a few years ago, and that is looking amazing for the Canucks. And then Elias Lindholm, another guy who needed a change of scenery, but wow, he's come alive in Calgary. And Morgan Riley uh, in 2012 in the fifth spot. And then if, on the other side of that, so there is kind of a boom and bust because on the other side of that, Ole Uolevi, who maybe is coming into his own, but Michael sure. Cole and Ryan Strom, who also, I mean, who, playing with Panarin, how could you not? But he's starting to put up points. So as you can see, I mean, Pillar, maybe I'll get your opinion first quickly. What, uh, what you think about the high-end possibility at this rank? It, it looks good historically. Well, you mentioned the guy that uh, is having a kind of good season, pretty good season, Leon Dreisaitl. I'd like to use that to transition over to another German-born player, Tim Stutzla. That sounds like a pretty good scenario for me to have um, a guy in Leon Dreisaitl from Germany that Stutzel can kind of look up to and say, that's the path it's possible for me to be a high-caliber player coming from Germany where there hasn't been a lot of high-caliber players, right? So I think Stutzla at three, if you can get anywhere close, anywhere close to uh, Dreisaitl, that's an immediate success. And number five, we talked about taking Drysdale if he's available. You rattled off some pretty decent defensemen there. Morgan Riley, Ulevi, uh, we're going to see what happens with him. It does take defensemen a little more time to develop, so he could still end up being pretty decent. But I think at three and five, with the history, you have a lot of chances to do really well. And I, I'll say it again, in Trent we trust. I really think whoever the Ottawa Senators select with these third and fifth overall pick is going to turn out to be really good players. I just think back to Leon Dreisaitl, if you're going to put a Senator's spin on this, is the uh, Drake Batherson story that we talked about, Leon Dreisaitl's father being Drake Batherson's dad's coach over in Germany. I feel like that was a lot of fun for Senators fans to kind of make that link. I think that always comes up. But yeah. Germany fans, I think Tim Stutzel, that would be the uh, that would be the number one. But if you're going to make an impact pick at three and five, which is entirely possible, I feel like this is the draft to do it. Ross, I don't know about you, but I feel like here's a pick both sides where you've got a shot to really do something with it. Well, yeah, and you had the two first-rounders in 2018. You had the two great mid-round picks in 2017 with Formanton and Batherson. And then in 2019, you didn't have a first. You trade Duchesne. You go out and get Lassie Thompson, who will be, I believe, an NHL defenseman, whether he's a Sammy Sallow or whether whether he's better than that. But he's going to have a bomb from the point. He's going to play on a power play in the National Hockey League. And... He's a right shot, and so is Jacob Bernard Docker. So whether you go with Drysdale or not, you do have right shot defensemen coming up in the system, and you have so much talent. Like, it's actually unreal. 
And not only um, those guys, and you think of the the return for all these trades, Brandstrom, Norris, it's just going to be so much fun. And it's such a shame that we're not going to get to see a Sens dev camp this year. That really just is too bad. Uh, maybe eventually you would assume they would at least have a rookie camp whenever the 2021 season starts. And I'm so ready. And guys, this show is going nowhere because with two top five picks, we have so much more to get to with the Locked On Senators podcast, including the return to our draft rankings coming on Monday. But for now, we'll leave you with the weekend with the third and fifth overall picks in the 2020 NHL draft. Add another first, add four seconds, four, and add two more thirds. So there is so much intrigue. Then the free agents, and we're going to get into all that and break it all down. For Brandon Piller and Chris Parliament, I'm Ross Levitan. Maybe not the best week as we had hyped in Sense history, but it sure was important. Have a great weekend. We will chat on Monday.